Welcome to the Ready to Buy podcast. The podcast for busy young professionals like you to help get yourself and keep yourself ready to buy your dream home and keep your finances in shape. We know just how daunting it can feel, which is why over the coming weeks and months, we'll be discussing and simplifying moving, mortgages and money whilst hearing from some industry experts to help build your knowledge, understanding and confidence to be in the best shape you can be. The Ready to Buy podcast is brought to you by me, Mark Humphrey of MHC Mortgage and Protection Limited. And with over 20 years of experience in the mortgage industry, we help and support people like you buy their homes on a daily basis. We are passionate about making the process simple, easy, hassle and stress-free for all of our clients and we'll be sharing our knowledge, experience and loads of useful hints and tips throughout the series. You can find out more about us at mhcmortgages.co.uk and to make sure you never miss an episode you can subscribe at any podcast app out there including of course Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts and Amazon. Welcome to today's episode, Should I Take a Long-Term Fixed Rate? It's something I'm often asked in my daily role, and the answer is invariably it's the same. Possibly, possibly not. It really will depend on your circumstances, and that's why I would always urge you to understand all of your options, not just one, so not just go to one lender and not narrow your thinking down. Now, the temptation at the moment, with rates having been so historically low, with the base rate being as low as 0.1%, we've recently seen that jump up to a quarter of a percent, so 0.25, it's gone up, and who knows where it's going to go in the future. And so with any uncertainty, most of us like a little bit of certainty around our payments. So the key thing that I would always recommend, I speak to so many clients, it really depends on your situation, your hopes, dreams, aspirations, all of those things. And all of our situations are unique. And so there's no right or wrong answer. The key thing is really understanding all of your options and weighing everything up and making a sensible decision. And so today, I'd just like to explore that in a little bit more detail. And when we look at the different types of rate, when we really break it down, there are just two or three main types of rate. So a fixed rate, your monthly payments would be fixed at a certain level for a certain period of time, two years, three years, five years, seeing more and more 10 years, and even some fixed rates for the whole duration of your mortgage, albeit they're a relatively new concept. An alternative might be a variable rate, So they tend to take the form of either a tracker or a discounted rate with those. The key bit there at the start was variable. So they can go up, can go down. A tracker rate is something that tracks at a certain differential to the Bank of England base rate. So when you hear rates have gone up and down, usually it's the Bank of England, certainly here in the UK, the Bank of England base rate, which is currently 0.25%. And if you've got a tracker that's possibly tracks, let's say, uh, 1.5% above the Bank of England base rate, 
it would always be one and a half percent above the Bank of England base rate, no matter what that is. And if that goes up, yours goes up immediately. And likewise, if it goes down, you go down accordingly. Whereas a discounted rate, it's still a variable rate, can still go up and down, but it will be set at a certain differential to your lender's standard variable rate. Now, they set that independently of any Bank of England base rate. And so they have more control over whether it goes up or down. As a rule, it tends to follow if the Bank of England base rate goes up or down, but there certainly is no guarantees with that. And we have seen over the past 10, 15 years that it hasn't always followed precisely the Bank of England base rate changes. The third rate that you'll find is the standard variable rate from your lender. I'd describe it almost as a default rate. And it's something that when you come to the end of your current rate, if you do nothing, you'll tend to default onto this rate. It tends to be higher than most of the rates that your bank will offer you, whether that be fixed rate, tracker rate, discounted rate. So rarely would it be your best option. And that's something that you'd want to keep a very close eye on. And so there are so many considerations now to start to think about. For example, I as a mortgage advisor would recommend what was most suitable for you. And it's looking at your situation now and it's looking at your hopes and your dreams and your plans going forward. So let's take a minute to start to think about some of those and you can apply it to your own situation and start to think, where's your thought process lying? And this is something, a real value of seeing a mortgage broker and a mortgage broker that can look at lenders across the whole market they can take all of these things into consideration before making a recommendation for you. So when it comes to your almost attitude to risk, so where do you sit on the scale from completely blasé at one end all the way through to really cautious and really want to know what you're paying and certainty as close as you possibly can have? Most of us are probably somewhere in the middle, but you may not be. And so it's, it's understanding where you probably sit within that. Thinking about your budget. So actually, what can you afford each month? Knowing what you feel comfortable with, and it sort of fits in with your appetite and attitude towards risk. But actually, if your monthly mortgage payments are towards the top end of your budget, you may not want something that could vary, that could tip you out of your budget fairly quickly with, with an interest rate rise. What are your plans for the next several years? And this bit is absolutely crucial. All of our situations invariably over the course of your home buying life will change as we go through life. And I know from my own situation, things have changed somewhat since we first bought our home back in 2008. That's 14 years ago now. And we've got a 14-year-old child. We've got a 12-year-old and a nearly 10-year-old as well and we have moved a couple of times and so think about your own situation will you be likely to need a bigger house are you striving maybe to living a different area having children if you've got children already or if you're thinking of having children it's a very real thing thinking about catchment areas for schools and it might seem quite a long way off but trust me it does catch up on you very quickly and you might find that you're actually thinking about moving areas to get into that school that you really want your son or daughter to go to. And so that could be a consideration. Is your family getting bigger? Are you going to need more bedrooms? Look back over the pandemic as well that we've had. So many more people are working from home. And so do you need somewhere where you can work at home? 
whether that be an extra room, an office, whether that's even a garden building. I've been there. I've worked in probably two or three different buildings in my garden over the time. All nice, but obviously you have to have space. So that's a consideration as well. We said there about the kids and the kids growing up. Actually, at some point, we're not there yet, but we'll get there at some point. They'll start to think about moving out. And if they're looking at moving out, possibly you don't need to live in such a big house. So it might be a consideration that that you want to look elsewhere. All of those things in terms of your plans, as you can see, might impact on the rate that you take. So whilst many, many mortgages at the moment are portable, which means if, for example, you took a long-term fixed rate and halfway through, let's say you took a fixed rate for five years, if in two years' time you decided, right, we need to move or we'd like to move, then it's highly possible to look at porting that mortgage to another property. It's not rigid. It's not that you can't do anything until the end of your fixed rate, but you could be tied in with that lender, which means that you could have to pay a penalty to come away from them or you could simply have to stick with them and and stick within their criteria. So you might narrow your options down. And so particularly if there are things that you intend are going to happen or quite likely, I would suggest that will be in your thinking as to what type of rate and the duration of that rate would be when thinking about what's best for you. The longevity of a relationship as well, it's never a nice thing to consider. And Unfortunately, the reality of life is that relationships don't always last. So if you're buying for the first time, for example, and you've never lived together, that's something I'd urge you to think carefully about before committing to a a longer term product and tying yourselves in for a longer period of time. Take time to get used to living together. And possibly it, it might be worth thinking about something a bit shorter term in terms of the rate that you take. You can always fix in for a longer term a bit further down the line once you've actually lived together and actually you're happy that things are going to last. Not a very nice thing to consider, I know, from the start, but it could save you money in the long run. So definitely not something to dwell on, but something to be mindful of. And your career path as well. So let's face it, I think most of us are are looking or strive to maybe earn more money, to progress our careers, to develop. And so that's something that what you're buying now, it might be something that actually the plan is with certain pay rises, certain career development, that maybe in two, three, five years time, the plan is to be in that better area, to be in that bigger house, etc. So again, all of those things will, will form part of your thinking. And to an extent as well, we all live in the real world. And so thinking about the wider world that we live in and market uncertainty for example we've seen over the past few years brexit has happened we've had the pandemic all things that we can't control but have created uncertainty and that might feed back into your sort of appetite for risk and attitude towards risk that we've said about a couple of times it might mean that you want that bit more stability in your monthly payment so you need to know exactly what you're going to pay for a set period of time and that's absolutely fine The one thing I would always guard against when you're considering your options is making your decisions based entirely on external factors. I've had a fair few people over the years say to me that I don't think we should do this now because of X, Y or Z, none of which have been relating to their own situation. 
And I would always say you can't second guess things. And so make your decisions based on the information that you've got and do things based on your situation. So, for example, if I'm sat there three years ago looking to buy my first home or looking to move home, but I think Brexit might cause a house price crash, for example, so I don't move, I don't do anything. Well, three years later, we're sat here and at this point, there hasn't been a house price crash. And if I'd done nothing at that point, I'd still be sat thinking, shall I do it? And I think potentially in 10 years time, I could still be sat here saying the same thing. So you get my point. Don't make your decisions based entirely on what could happen or external factors that you've got no control over. Make decisions based on where you are, where you want to be, your hopes and goals. And as we keep saying, it is and will be a common theme. If you've got a mortgage broker, a good whole of market mortgage broker, they'll talk you through all these things and they'll help you and they will make recommendations based on their conversations with you as well. Definitely not a silly question. Each episode, we like to answer a question that I might have been asked this week because something we don't know, no matter how big or small, particularly when it comes to money, mortgages and finance, will cause unnecessary stress. So I say to all of my clients, they're really genuinely are no silly questions. So the question I've been asked this week is... Why did my best friend manage to get a better rate on his mortgage, even though we live in the same street? Good question. And so this comes back to our situations being unique. And lenders don't tend to discriminate between people. It will tend to be that your requirements and your situation may be different. So I would suggest if your rates are quite different, even though you're with the same lender, it might depend on the timing when you took your rate. So even for example, if you took it at the exact same time, if they've got more of equity in the property or put down more of a deposit, that can have really quite a big factor in it. Equally, they may have a different type of rate. They might have a two year fixed rate. You might have a three, five, 10 year fixed rate. So all of those things would have been taken into account. So I would say, don't worry too much about what your best friend has got his will be based on his situation yours will be based on yours and don't worry you're not missing out and just because your rate might be higher it reflects your situation if you have a question you'd like to ask anything at all please contact me mark humphrey via inquiries at mhcmortgages.co.uk Not only will I answer your question nice and quickly, but I promise I'll try and share your question in future episodes as you can be sure you'll not be the only one that's thought of that question. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help us reach and help many, many more people like yourself by leaving us a five-star review on whichever platform you get your podcast and by sharing the podcast on your social media channels. Let's explore those different types of rates in a little bit more detail and it'll help you start to weigh up. I know our main question is, shall I take a long-term fixed? Well, starting off then, let's talk about fixed rates and the pros and cons, essentially. Now, before we do, 
let me just emphasize that the lowest rate isn't always the best. I'm sure we're all familiar with the eye-catching headline rates or when you see things online advertised, they'll always put out the headline rates or the headline sale price, all those types of things. But actually, when you get to it, there's always small print. Now, in mortgage terms, I would say in real simple terms, let's say a five-year fixed rate with a particular lender is identified as, as the most suitable for me or for you. Now, lenders will tend to offer you two options in broad terms. They might offer you a low rate, but it might have a fee attached to it. Typical fees in the mortgage world tend to be £1,000 or just short, so 999 And they may also offer you a slightly higher rate, but with no fee attached or a lower fee. And part of your mortgage broker's role is to look at both of those and say, right, over the course of our fixed rate, for example, our five-year fixed rate, are we saving enough to be worth having the lower rate with the fee or are we not saving enough? So therefore, let's simply have a higher rate and no fee as that will be more beneficial for me financially over the course of, of those five years. Diving in then, so fixed rates do what they say on the tin. You're going to be fixing your rate and hence fixing your monthly payment for a period of time. Now, that can be particularly attractive if you're buying for the first time and helping you budget. As we said before, if you're quite tight to your budget, knowing exactly what you're going to pay for a period of time. We tend to find that fixed rates will be anything fixing for, say, two years, three years, five years, even 10 years. And we are starting to see some lifetime fixed rates, albeit you tend to find the longer you fix your rate for the higher the rate that you'll pay. Essentially, you're paying a bit extra for that additional stability and, and security of your payments. So the real positive there is that you know exactly what you're going to pay for a period of time. Looking at the flip side of that, there are some considerations, not necessarily negatives, but there are some considerations to weigh up with that as well. And so the first thing is that you would be tied in. Let's say we take a a five-year fixed rate, we would be tied in for that period of five years to that lender. And so when I say tied in, if you wanted to come away from that lender or come away from that product that you're in within the five years, it's likely that you would have to pay an early repayment charge, referred to as a penalty. And that tends to be a percentage of the loan amount. Usually it's the balance outstanding And it would tend to be anything between 1% and 5% on a five-year fixed rate, for example. So if you can imagine if you've got a loan of, say, 300,000, that could be thousands. That could be up, say, 15,000 with our example there. So a considerable cost for coming out of it early. Now, hopefully, you wouldn't need to because that's all part of weighing up all of your situation, all of your needs and things. And like we said there quite possibly could be the option to port it if you did decide to move. Okay, so it's not completely inflexible. Another factor is that whilst you've got the peace of mind of knowing rates aren't going to change, if rates plummeted or if they dropped, then your rate doesn't drop. So your rate stays as it is. Is that a negative? Well, we are at a time when rates are historically low. So given a Bank of England base rate of 0.25% at the moment, one could argue that there isn't too far to go down, but there is as far as you like to go up. 
The other consideration is that at the end of your fixed rate, like we said earlier, if you do nothing, then you'll default onto their lender's variable rate, which tends to be higher and can be quite considerably higher. And so what you would do, usually a few months before the end, we would look at your options. So your mortgage broker could do this. You could organize this directly with your lender too. You'd look at what rates were available at the time. And it's likely you'd also go and look at the whole of the market to see what your options were. So not just with your current lender, but with everybody else. Now, the slight negative there or the consideration is that at that point, you've been fixed for a period of time and you've had that stability. You would then have to look and take whatever was available at that point in time. So if market rates were a bit higher, you would have to go with that. Equally, if they were a bit lower, then great. Slightly, you'd be able to secure a lower rate. What I would suggest, a good way of guarding against this, for example, is the ability to overpay on your mortgage. So let's say your monthly payment is £1,000 a month and you fixed it for two years or three or five years. If you've got additional budget and it works for you, there's nothing to stop you overpaying regularly. So most lenders will allow you to overpay by up to 10% of your balance each year. So using our example earlier, if you've got a mortgage of 300000 you can overpay by up to 30000 a year, for example, with those rules. So you've got loads of scope for overpaying. Now, if you were to overpay even by, let's say, £50 or £100 a month, every month, not only can it ensure that you've paid your mortgage off quicker and save you money in the long run, if at the end of your fixed rate, then rates are a bit higher. And let's say your monthly payment would increase by £50 or £100 a month, you're already used to paying that. And so you've almost guarded against any increase and insulated yourself from that. So that's something to consider. Again, something that you, you could have a look at from your mortgage broker. When it comes to your fixed rate as well, I suppose there's also weighing up the long term versus the short term. And so let's say a two year fixed rate versus a five year really does depend on what we said earlier about your plans and your intentions. So fixing in for two years, for example, that will tend to go fairly quickly, certainly does in my experience. Um, and so it won't be that long. You're not tying yourself in for a particularly long time. But you have got that peace of mind of knowing your payments won't change. And the flip side with the five-year fixed rate, you've got much more peace of mind about the stability of your payments for five whole years. So in that period, you don't have to worry if rates have shot up, shot down, whatever. You don't have to think about it probably until four years have gone and, and then start thinking about what next. But like we said earlier, you are tying yourself in to that lender and that product for a longer period of time. So that is the fixed rates. And whilst it tends to be the most popular rate that we see by far, just because other people have it certainly doesn't mean it's most suitable for you. Like we said, you're unique and your situation and your requirements are unique to yourself. And so when we think about the tracker and the discounted rates, the variable rates, as we explained before, the tracker rate is tracked or tracks the Bank of England base rate. So the minute that goes up or down, you go up accordingly. If the Bank of England base rate goes up by a quarter of a percent, you go up by a quarter of a percent. And likewise, if it goes down with a discounted rate, yours is discounted by a certain percentage from your lender's variable rate, and they set theirs independently. 
if they chose not to pass on any drop in the Bank of England base rate, which has happened, there's nothing you can do about it. You're set to go with whatever they choose. Now, the rates themselves could determine what's most suitable for you there. So, for example, when you balance everything and your situation, your goals, for example, if there are saving to be had by taking a tracker or a discounted rate, let's say the rate is lower and you could save a couple of hundred pounds a month from a fixed rate, then you can already start to see the potential benefit there. So even if rates went up after a few months or a year, there may be a a saving initially and it may end up balancing out or you may end up saving money having a a variable rate tracker or, or discounted. Equally, the risk you take is that you may end up paying more. So that's something to consider. One thing we find with a lot of trackers, which we don't tend to find with many fixed rates out there, is products without any early repayment charges. So products without any penalties for coming away from. We've already gone through your situation and started to think about what your plans might be. And there are a number of situations that you can think of, I'm sure, where, for example, if you're coming towards the end of your rate now on your current mortgage and you're thinking that you might be moving in six months, you might already have your house on the market. Then having a product that you're not tied into and it's not going to cost to come out of and you're not restricting your options for your move might be the most suitable thing for you. And so a product without any early repayment charges could be the most beneficial thing to you. It could be one of the biggest priorities when we're looking at your options, in which case it may be that this could be more suitable. Like we said, we see this option far more with tracker rates with lenders across the market than we do with the fixed rates. And to touch on as well, the standard variable rate. So we've said it's sort of the default rate to think of it in that way. And at the end of your rate, if you do nothing, you'll go on to this rate. Most lenders will offer you a new rate at the end of your rate. Okay, and it's something that either your broker or you can get yourself onto. Without jumping on to a rate blindly, I would always say take into consideration everything that we've already discussed before proceeding on to another rate, think of your options. But the majority of the time, it's not going to be beneficial for you to go on to this standard variable rate because the rate tends to be higher. One benefit of it is that you're not tied into anything. So you can come away. So it might be if you were looking to move house, your house might even be on the market, ready to be sold. Then for the sake of staying on this higher rate for a few months, whilst it might cost you a few quid extra a month, it's certainly better than tying yourself in and having to pay a penalty or being restricted of your options. So there could be times when being on the standard variable rate might be the most beneficial thing for you. It's rarely that long-term you want to be on this variable rate. So hopefully that's been really useful for you. And to summarise, you're unique and your situation will be completely different from your friend, from your neighbour, from your colleague. I'd urge you to try and steer clear of any conversations with them because as helpful as they're probably trying to be, their situation won't be the same as yours. Now, I've lost count of times over the years where people come to me and they've had recommendations by people that have been through it before, but they've been through it before for their situation, their hopes and dreams. And it, we are all very different. And that's the key thing. 
And so we talked about the different types of rates available. We've talked about the fixed rates. We've talked about tracker and, and discounted rates, which are variable. We've talked about the standard variable rates. And to answer the question, should I take a long-term fixed rate? Possibly yes, and possibly no. It really does depend on your situation. And so please take the time to understand your situation, your options, and really think about what it is that you want to achieve and, and what the future is going to hold for you. And that will help you make that decision. Thanks so much for listening today. I really hope that you've enjoyed the episode and found it helpful. We'd love you to join us next time when I'll be discussing more hints and top tips from the world of money, mortgages and moving. In the meantime, please get in touch if you'd like some help or have a question about your own personal situation. You can contact me at inquiries at mhcmortgages.co.uk and my details will also be in the show notes. Until next time, take care.